If you don't like that, you get beans and rice. You, you just flip flop it, you know, put one on the left, one on the right, because like that's all you got. You might go through hundreds yeah. of bullshit, but if you find that one thing, it was all worth it. So I had got four packs of that, fucking like $600 a pack or whatever. For real. I mean, in flower form, it's just, to me, it's still superior. Uh, I met Doja Pack. He just looked at me, he's like, you know what, bro? If you find a fire ash keeper, like, you let me know, you know? And he fucking poured all the seeds in my bar, bro, like, 100 seeds. Hey, what's up, First Smoke family? We're back, man. Today is First Smoke of the Day. It's your boy, Pac, in the building. Here are my co-host, Blackleaf. What up, what up? And today, we got a special guest in the building, man. We got Up the Hill exclusive for featured episode three. What's good, homie? How you yes, doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, happy to have you on. Yes, sir. We've been uh, chopping it up for a minute. We got a review coming out with you guys as well. Yeah. And you guys are, you know, you're pushing. Yeah, I'm doing what I can, man, for sure. You're pushing. You're a hustler. You're a real hustler, so. Happy to get into your story. You got a lot of like different facets to what is behind you and, and you know, your upcoming. Um, and it's just dope, man. It's dope to see that you, you've been reaching out to me and him early on, supporting early on and just, and just ready to build alongside us. And that's, that's what's dope, you know, and that's, that's what we're all about is, you know, even value add and just rising up together. So we're happy to have you tonight. Oh yeah. I appreciate the opportunity as well. You guys always respond to the DMs and shit, you know, it's cool showing the love back. Absolutely. Yeah, it just starts with the flower picks and whatnot. So I was like, man, I, this shit looks fire to me. I'm going to send it to them, bro. I've been hearing them talk all day. They act like they know the fire flowers, so they're going to like it too. And yeah, I mean, good reception for sure. And hash flavors, serious hash flavors. Yeah, I mean, these are this is the first hash drop I've ever done. So for you to already be with it, you know, like the future is going to be dope. Oh, like yeah. uh this like the homie that washed this like he's we pretty much started learning how to wash like washing my trim and like i would do a couple plants here like i'll throw some plants on the side in the grow room and wash those types and then uh this was the first time i was like all right we're gonna cut this whole row and like a couple of these lights and we like we actually did a nice little pull you know and like he, he did his thing bro for sure like pretty much like we got all the right equipment, but compared to like, you know, some of these rooms pumping out similar quality, like we're roughing it out and he threw down as you can see. So like, I'm proud of him on that aspect, but uh, I definitely gave him some good starting products. So it wasn't too hard. You know what I'm saying? And I'm interested to hear what up the hill means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, up, up there, man. You if know? you're in NorCal, bro, you can't go a couple of days without hearing up the hill. You know, like if you're talking about going back to your spot or like going to shop or whatever, like oh, I'm, I'm going up the hill. I'll talk to you later type. Shit. So it's like up the hill is just a common ass phrase. So like, honestly, like for me to turn into a brand, like not going to lie, this, I'm probably the first person who, who's on here is like, this is a full circle situation as far as my brand. Like, listening to you guys like i literally when i got my first proofs from sticker farmer when i was like creating my brand i remember like dming them to blackleaf like yo you got the wheels turning and shit. i've been listening to the podcast and like i sent you the first proofs for like this box that i had this was my first thing i ever did was the the qp box with the jars 
And so like really listening to you guys is kind of what made this kind of like kind of happen in my brain, you know, so. And we went back and forth about the design. Yeah, I, told, no. I think I told you, oh, I like this. I like that. Do, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love talking direct. That's with crazy people. to hear. Yeah, like this, like this is so, the first person I hear who like, you know, I, without your guys' influence, like maybe this would have happened at a later date or something, bro, but I would not be in the position I'm at with like my brand and whatnot without like being able to get the wheels turning from y'all. So for sure, Thank appreciate you, bro. that. People latch on the stories and I'm glad some have inspired you, you know, to like get it going, make it happen. And it's what you're already doing. So you might as well, you know, make it pop and put a brand on it and take it serious. You know, I see you got the hat, you got the hoodie, got the gear, you got the product, you know, most important part, part the flower, you know, yeah. Talk about it though, you know, talk about coming up and shit, what it was like for you. Uh, I know you're, uh, you're, you know, your dad's Brazilian. So that's yeah, pretty so interesting. Yeah, so like I pretty much have like my own little unique like SoCal 90s baby kind of story. You know, I grew up out here in uh, Orange County originally. I was born in like Lakeview Kaiser right there by Anaheim. So like I pretty much spent my whole life out here till I graduated high school in Southern California. So my dad, uh, he was actually like part of that first wave of like Brazilians that came over that brung jujitsu and whatnot and like kind of started the whole MMA wave and like turned that into all it was. So like my story is very much intertwined with like the very beginnings of like martial arts here in Southern California and whatnot. You know, my father opened the, from what I know of, it's the first, not Gracie school, but Carlson Gracie like officially affiliated, like paying him money to like use his name and actually being one of his students, like the first Carlson Gracie studio in the United States, period. So that started in 1994. My dad opened it in uh, Orange County. So um, yeah, Orange, Orange County is like the city of Orange. And so, uh, yeah, he was a Carlson Gracie black belt. And they came out here like in the 80s, early 90s, you know, when that shit was first starting to like come alive. And uh, yeah, bro, like that shit, like he would always tell me the stories, like just a bunch of buffed out Brazilian dudes, like speaking minimal English. He told me they'd all like go to LA and work out at Gold's Gym on the beach and shit. So like, I don't know, you could just imagine the type of savagery that was going on, bro, like, you know. And then go out to the beach and probably jujitsu the shit out of each other. I've seen a lot yeah, of dudes like in Brazil. Yeah, it's like these group of like, dudes walk through, you're like, yeah, yeah. All that, <laughs> yeah, dude. The, and that Gold's Gym in Venice is like crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then there's like the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu no, triple black belt. My you know, dad was like, a what? huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Like, taught me how to like pose when I was a kid. We used to watch like Pumping Iron and shit. You know, like full like that era bro like for sure 100 percent. every weed dude i know who hits the gym had that poster of arnold schwarzenegger hitting the joint you nah, seen that bro. famous one he's got this famous one where he's like hitting a joint and everybody i know had that like up like yo <laughs> right there bro yeah, <laughs> yeah. no nah, that my dad wasn't really into the whole weed thing you know he was yeah. more like uh, so my dad actually passed away from leukemia when i was 12 so I was like 2008. So uh, pretty much my whole life, he was like super religious, you know, like super religious. Like that's kind of what he was about and really instilled a lot of that into me. I'm not like super religious myself like anymore, but that's just kind of like the phase of his life that I knew him in, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, which was kind of good for me because he was older, you know, he's in his forties when he passed away and whatnot. So literally my whole life that I knew him, he was like a grown ass adult with his 
together you know like a man ass man like with a business and like a community like it's like i didn't really have to go through the phases of like watching your dad do the young dumb shit you know which i'm sure happened but so for me i didn't really even but he like growing up as a kid there was still like that era too right before weed starts becoming super popular like weed wasn't like oh there's weed and then there's drugs it's like there's dope and it's like all encompassing you know what i'm saying and weed is dope so it's like all together type is kind of like how I originally like heard about any drugs or weed or anything like that from from like my dad and stuff, you know. Where you came up in Orange County too, it's known for like jujitsu. It's known for mixed martial arts. Like, there's a lot of badasses that come out of Orange County. Yeah, bro, for sure. If you're walking around Orange County acting tough to people, you're a brave person. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that ain't it. You know, the amount of UFC fighters and you know jujitsu people out here, like yeah. And jujitsu people are unassuming, bro. Like, you know, they might be like five foot four and it's like 130 pounds, but you don't want any of those issues. Hell no. So it's like, yeah, that's SoCal is definitely a huge spot for that too. So did you train growing up as a kid then? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much since I could like run, you know, I could train. So that's how it was. Like I literally lived like my whole life in the studio. Like my dad was there from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So he dropped me off at school and then picked me up and I was there all day and then all day on the weekends. Like, and my dad, like, which I'm grateful for was like hella protective, bro. Like not like the whole, like, yeah, I'm gonna go stay over at my friend's house. Like the f talking about, you're going to stay like, you're not staying at your friend's house. I don't know who's going to be there. Like, which like looking back on it, you know, it was hard to like have like normal friends type stuff, you know, when your dad is kind of like, you're a little bit sheltered, you know, like, but thinking back on it, like the risk reward is like, bro, you need to keep your kids close, bro, for sure. Like just the stories you hear and the weird, shit, you know, like your kids at someone's house and then the family friend who's a total weirdo is over there and something weird one, happens, bro. One time. One time, bro. And the kid's and like, that damn kid's near. Life will never be the same. Never be the same, bro. So my dad took that shit seriously. Like as far as when I was with my dad, you know, like there was not much like sleeping over people there, not once, you know what I mean? So he was pretty protective as far as that. So I was actually like pretty sheltered from like any sort of like weed stuff or anything like that. You know, like I said, he was pretty religious as well. Did he cook a lot of Brazilian stuff? Did he cook a lot or was it mostly uh, Americanized? Bro, my dad was like fucking like a bachelor his whole life, you know, okay. like he'd cook a little for me here and there, yeah. but he was not like cooking, you know? Getting chicken and rice, bro. Yeah, yeah, a bodybuilder, nah, shit. for sure. Like, enough to go train and fucking, yeah. I'd always see their stories because growing up in Brazil, he's like broke as shit, you know. So, it was, it was back in the day, it's like egg whites, egg whites, egg whites, and they have chickens. You know, our family used to own a farm right there, it's in a little town called Shadam in uh, Rio de Janeiro, and uh, yeah, so like they lived on a farm. And my dad said that his dad pretty much made like a thousand dollars a year. It was like the income, you know? Yeah. So Holy shit. Yeah, like you basically egg grow whites. With, yeah. You literally so like a dollar a day. All right, what's coming out of these animals? Like that's my nutrition, no. bro. Couple <laughs> like, dollars a day. Yeah. Everyone's got a yeah. garden, some rice version and of beans, a garden. bro, yeah. and like some sort of protein. And if you don't like that, you get beans and rice. Yeah. You, you just flip flop it, you know, put one on the left, one on the right, because like that's all you got. So how old were you? Said your dad passed away from leukemia. Yeah, I was twelve. Uh, I was, I was either twelve or thirteen. I think I was twelve, like about to turn thirteen. And mom wasn't around, so that was that. No, nah, so everything. well, my mom's been around, so but uh, like my mom and dad just weren't together. Okay, but 
but like uh, pretty much my dad like fought super hard and got full custody of me when I was like right around like six or seven ish. So then it was like mom's house like every other weekend type thing. So, you know, like my dad's super strict, but then my mom, bro, like she's not like able to keep up. Like she got four kids and, you know, like mostly single, like sometimes stepdad here and there, nothing like super consistent, you know? So it was like there, she couldn't do nothing. So when I would go there every two weeks, it was like chaos type thing, but you know. And then as soon as like I left my dad's, you know, just being hella sheltered, it was like full chaos right there as well. Like that's where like kind of like the weed situation starts to okay. take a hold, you know? Was that before your dad passed away or after? You no, know, after my dad passed away, it had been like, I was in seventh grade and like that seventh grade summer to eighth grade was like my first time smoking weed. So it was this dude in Irvine, uh, uh, one of my classmates, fucking, I'm trying to remember his name. Daniel Myers, bro. <laughs> so it's been long enough. Smoking out another kid ain't illegal. There's Daniel Myers. And uh, what's it called? We smoked some OG, bro. Like the first thing I ever smoked was like, from what I, from what I remember, it was fire, bro. Like gassy nose and shit. Like SoCal spoiled like to the fullest, bro. Like OG the first time I ever smoked. And I remember just like that shit was awesome, bro. Just being high as fuck. Like, you know how some people say they don't get high the first time? Like, I didn't have no issue like that at all. <laughs> I vividly remember like sitting in this fool had like a massage chair. You know, it's like Irvine, so like like well off white people, you know? So this fool had like a massage chair type shit and it like gets in your feet. And I got in that bitch with my shoes on, bro. And like, you know how it's supposed to massage your feet? I had like my shoes fully on. I'm like, oh, this is awesome, bro. Like not even feeling like any of it really, you know what I'm saying? You were smoking like, what Snoop was smoking first time. Jeez. Yeah, the OG, bro. And then I even the next couple of times after that, like the homies that I was smoke with, uh, the homie Vincent, this fool fucking had some cousins, I guess, that were older that would get weed from the dispensaries because they had the medical dispensaries and shit. So I remember like Blue Dreams, some Fire OG. You know what I mean? Like really the first times I was smoking was like uh, pretty, pretty spoiled. Like as far as like the the access and whatnot and like where I was at, I remember uh, one time I had picked up some. So I actually the first time I ever got in trouble for like some weed shit was like uh, the when I was thirteen right there in, in middle school. I got expelled from middle school and they arrested me and charged me with like selling weed. I sold twenty sack to some girl type shit, and she was like walking back to her to her locker to go put it away, and then. Uh, the PE teachers just saw them like hella smelling something, looking suspicious, and just ran up on them. And then uh, my name got involved, and I ended up got in trouble for it. Um, but so like I was on like the thin ice right there with my mom as far as that shit getting expelled. And then uh, I had done something genius. I went and grabbed some. I grabbed a, a bag of GDP, um, <laughs> and I smoked a joint in my bathroom with the like the fan on like oh i'm gonna spray some axe i got the fan on and like bro that shit smoked the whole house out bro and she uh she sent me to rehab bro she like really <laughs> sent me to rehab bro like oh shit. i was so for like you think you think that uh some of it was like acting out and like like uh well she like, was just like, she knew well, just my like uh your, your father passing and stuff and exactly then not she knew my dad was passed and she has other kids and she's like, 
not like super experienced with this. She just felt lost. Just looking back at her, like even having her tell me, she was like yeah. dropping me off crying. Like, I don't know what to do. Like literally don't know what to do. So they were misinformed about. Yeah. Too, no, so. like the last thing you should do is give me some random people and see what they want to do. Like that ain't well, the last thing you do. Well, but, for all the parents at home, don't do that to your kid. Cause then they end up around a bunch of drug addicts on real drugs. And then they okay, learn so about a bunch of real that's drugs. That's the next story. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> Fucking take away their cell phone or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, keys yeah. of their car or some shit you know like see what kind of weed they're smoking you know no, i mean my bad my bad, my bad. <laughs> like, if they're smoking better than you first he's in the bathroom smoking that sticky purple i could smell it out here the whole house you know holy hell like, yeah i no, smell the sure. gdp yeah yeah no, that, i had like a babysitter right there and it was probably five minutes after i was out of the bathroom fucking my mom blowing me up like the babysitter say you smoked out the house but i'm like what like, <laughs> you're like damn snitch no way yeah, yeah. Like, man maybe i should have stepped outside <laughs> but, yeah no nah, i was only like go to the park <laughs> i like just turned 14 or something and like he said bro is all kids that are like 17 damn near 18 like all doing heroin and meth and like I'm like yeah i'm in here for weed they're like what why like so weed yeah exactly <laughs> like, in, like in uh half baked for real no nah, but like they're you, the insurance is paying like 20k or whatever the fuck for you to be there for a couple of weeks so wow. they're gonna sit there and be like you got a weed problem let's fix this you know they're not gonna be like hey let's keep you the fuck away from these kids that are gonna pollute you but like it, like, it wasn't too bad like nothing like hella weird or nothing like that but no i remember <laughs> i actually was did like, you stop after that for a while <laughs> Hell no, bro. But uh, like, you honestly, right honestly, out of right all these kids, bro, what? these kids are like 17 hardened criminals, whatever. Like I was the one that got kicked out after being there for a week. They kicked me out after a week. And I had because uh, they had convinced me like this was in uh, actually where I went to rehab was in Orange. So, like my dad's studio was right down the street. I was kind of familiar with the area. There's like a Rite Aid right here, yada, yada, yada. So they actually convinced me to like go run a cry like. So what we do is we sneak out at night and we go steal alcohol and like everybody gets fucked up. So I did it twice in a week and fucking got the whole house fucked up. Like some of these people are like, yeah, I haven't done drugs in six months. So I'm like, that's what's up. I'll be back with a bottle. <laughs> like, so it kind of like fucked up everything, like for everybody. And they had to kick me out, bro. And like my mom made me, she said, if I didn't call them and like beg to get back in, I was going to one of the military camps type shit. So I was like, I got them on the phone. I was like, please, like, please. And they fucking let me back in to like try to complete whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I ended up being there like another two weeks. But like even after like a week and a half, like one of the other kids had gone and like stole a bunch of Benadryl and we all popped like like whatever the recommended dose is times 10. And like we were all just like, <laughs> tripping on acid bird pretty much like laying in the backyard and like everybody got in trouble for that but somehow they let me out the program after they were like just get out of here bro like <laughs> i don't know like i got out of that and somehow like my mom like it was cool whatever like i probably i don't even know if i stopped i don't know if i how much i stopped smoking or how long or it might have been a day or am i you know what i think it was like couple weeks or something bro i might have like tried to make an effort but you're in middle school so that's totally unrealistic that's young whatsoever yeah yeah but and so yeah. you get through middle school yeah i got through middle school and then uh we actually moved like right at the end of like my eighth grade year um it was like right after the market had crashed so houses were like pretty affordable and whatnot so 
my mom had bought a house in Corona. I ended up going to high school out there. And then, uh, like, just the same bullshit, like, the first couple of years, you know? Started, like, getting in trouble for weed and shit. Got expelled again. Like, ended up going to the continuation school. And it was, like, right there. If you fuck up right there, they send you to county. And that's, like, they got, like, hella police right there. Like, you're damn near in the system. They're, like, begging to, like, let's get this guy. And, like, as soon as you're in the bad, bad school. So, like, I did my semester there, and I did good, and I fucking... uh I got back to normal school and I actually uh, pretty much what changed everything was I found wrestling because like I had the jujitsu background, but like my dad had passed away. So I wasn't really involved with nothing too much, you know, and then uh, but I found uh, I found jujitsu or I found wrestling and that was pretty much the only thing that kept me like like that took up so much time and like energy like you didn't really have time to get in trouble no more. You had a good coach. Yeah, I had a great coach. So we, like my junior year, we took fifth in state. And my senior year, we took seventh in state. Like I didn't start wrestling until my junior year of high school. And so my senior year of high school, like I won league, won CIF. And I got top 12 in state. I lost in like what's called like the blood round or like the crying round. Because only the top eight people get medals. So like I lost in overtime and the, like the last match to be able to place. So I was over there crying like a little girl and shit, you know, after. <laughs> But, like, to be able to do that with one year, you know, that really speaks to my coach's abilities and shit like that. So, like, that was, like, a very blessed situation, which off of just those two years of wrestling, I was able to get, like, college scholarships for it. And so I ended up pretty much getting most of my college paid for. Like, they were fucking giving me checks. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll get everything paid for, then whatever my grant was, was like, go in my pocket type of thing. So it was cool, like. It was comfortable, like, just for, for wrestling to be able to do that for me, you know, and to get through and get a degree. So I have a degree in political science. That's kind of dope, though. Your dad instilled that in you so early on <laughs> that then that far, like, you know, 10, 12, 15, whatever, it was, tw- 10 years later, it comes back to help you. Yeah, no. That jujitsu comes back to let you get into college sure. through that. It's That's cool, man. Yeah, no, like my dad was super like hands-on with like trying to teach me how to read when I was really young and stuff like that and like how to write, bro. He'd make me, like I just feel like I had like this weird like samurai like fucking tragedy movie like childhood like that most people didn't like. It was like sucked some parts of it while I was doing it. Like, for like I did, like he wouldn't let me go hang out with the kids and shit and go play and shit right around this like literally have to sit at the table and do like fucking he'll write out math tables and like make me do math and shit like and read book like i'll wake up on the weekend and be like all right you have to read this whole book before you can play video games for the weekend like that's not your typical like and like since i was a little kid you know it made me which again i'm grateful for he taught me how to clean like a lot of people bro don't know how to clean like don't know if you give them a broom they don't know how to oh, properly yeah. like sweep some shit you know like from like a small kid, no like your dad was super disciplined. Yeah, like eight years old made me clean the whole house, bro. Like scrubbing the fucking hardened piss off the toilet type shit. So like just super like third world country mixed with the martial arts is like, you know, it's like I'm grateful for it. A lot but of discipline. It yeah. was fucking, I hated it at the time. That's the thing. Is I want to be time, a normal kid. You're like, why isn't my dad like other, you know, why isn't? And then years later, you realize like, man, all this shit paid off. You know, it really did. Like, look at even that getting full scholarship and getting money to go to college. That's rare. Where'd you end up going? uh, What area did you go to? Uh, My first uh, year and a half, I actually went to school in uh, Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. 
It's like 45 minutes out of Kansas City. What was that? And like? again, bro, like these things where you hate them while you're doing it, but they end up paying like tenfold. You know what I'm saying? That like, is so different than Corona, though, or Orange County. Oh, nah. Like while I'm there, I'm like, this fucking sucks, bro. Like buying weed, bro, is a whole different fucking thing, dude. Cause you're not in Kansas, like a big city. Like in Kansas City, like there's more fire weed than general, like, but we're like an hour away, even from in a tiny ass little tweaker town, bro. So like at a small Catholic school. So it's like buying weed is a whole different, like, there's different, bro. Like a $20 gram, uh, you're not getting better than $20 gram, bro. Like if you try to get a better deal than that, the dude's just taking some out the top of the sack. Like you're not getting better than $20 gram. And then like, really it's like outdoor, yada, yada, you know, like just getting out of high school wasn't super hip to like this or that. Like I knew a couple of dudes that had the fire fire and then some dudes like you're for sure getting the outdoor. But there was literally times where like, you know, like, the end of school, now I'm thinking about like April, May, March, like there would be no weed at all. You call like all your 10 little school plugs, no one has weed. So that shit was a big culture shock from coming from SoCal, like smoking OG the very first time at eighth grade. And then you're smoking like straight, no name, like outdoor booth. Bro. Yeah. Like, you're like, God damn. You went what's, backwards. What's crazy is people from Cali don't, I don't think know about drought as much as other places where like, when you're like, there's no weed and or people are like, they, like there's literally a drought where there were certain months that every year, a lot of states just there's no weed around or there's very little weed where like California, such a epicenter that I've, I mean, there's Hell, no the drought. price went up a little bit. That's a drought. Yeah. No, bro. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you're in fucking Atchison, Kansas, a drought is there's no weed. Mm -hmm. You're sober that day. <laughs> like people don't get that shit for sure. And so you're out there and you, you graduate through Kansas. Uh, nah, I came back, um, after a year and a half, but, uh, you know, I have made some fruitful relationships out there. So Kansas city, like that's like one of my second homes for sure, bro. Like I love Kansas city. It's done a lot for me and my family, you know what I'm saying? So definitely shout out Kansas city. They, uh, you know, the culture's building slowly. The cheap weed is kind of like what dominates over there. But I mean, it's only a matter of time. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I ended up coming back to California and, you know, I was staying at, uh, like back and forth whenever, because I switched schools a couple of times. I like go stay at the grandma's house and like my grandma smokes weed and shit. So it was always like cool to smoke there or whatever. So like that was like my little fallback spot a couple of times in college. It's like I went to my grandma's house, went to local community college for a semester. And bro, I was working at fucking Stater Brothers for a second. And just that was awesome just doing that because, like, you really realize, like, I can't do this. Like, for, like I'm not going to do this. Like, I will not be a State of Brothers guy. Like, this fool next to me said he worked here 28 years or whatever the fuck. Like, not happening, bro. Like, so getting a job like that and really seeing what's what and, like, what the future holds for you if you don't get on your shit, like, that'll do wonders for you. But uh, so, like, from there, I actually ended up being able to transfer from that community college to Cal State Bakersfield. It's like a division one school. But then uh, because of some transcript stuff, yada, yada, from transfer from my first school, because like a weird Catholic school, they made me ineligible for like the whole first year. And uh, it's actually fucked up right there because the, the wrestling team's not fully like funded by the school. So like they had paperwork filled out to try to get me going and shit. But like 
literally I go in there like every couple of days, every week, and like they just didn't care at all. They didn't really like want to spend the time to do it. So like that one, that just never really worked out, and I had to transfer from there up to uh, up to Reading. So you bounced all around, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I went so you get to, up to Reading. What's that like? I went to Simpson College, which was, uh, I was really into fishing. Uh, one of my homies had got me into fishing. I was just like all about fishing at the time. So I was like, all right, where could I get my school paid for? And like hella fish all the time. And I was like, boom, Reading. Like that sounds dope. So uh, I ended up going out there. And um, yeah, like a lot of, a, that's pretty much just, Without moving to Reading, I would never be like involved in the weed industry to the degree that I am now. You know, like you know, I, like without even knowing it, I went there for fishing of all things. Like I moved to like the epicenter of like fire weed, bro. Like as far as like people actually growing the shit, like L.A. would be the epicenter as far as like culturally, like having good weed, having a brand, yada yada yada. But these are people who's like generation generationally have been growing weed like their family members grow the whole it's like just way different vibe yeah it's almost like farming for them yeah exactly. it's like my, my dad did this or my grandpa did this or my uncles do this i do this and it's it is a lot of more like farming when it's on the side of a hill or on the mountain or in the woods versus in up warehouses the up the hill exactly you know bill and I know, one? I know this. If you want them deals, you got to go up the hill. <laughs> That's what it is, bro. For real, That's some hearsay. And yeah, no, nah, ain't no I'm hearsay. Dead giveaway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's true, man. No, nah, it's crazy to see people's eyes fucking light up when they get up there. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, you're real. This is real." And fucking, they're like, "Oh, oh my god, you never crossed over to the promised land." <laughs> yeah, I. I uh, the one thing I'll never forget is. <laughs> rolling down the windows and smelling weed oh bro driving on the, and you yeah. can't who see brought you it up the hill what who brought you up the hill the pack god <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean oh man Hell, i gotta yeah. get, we gotta get you back up there though for real for real yeah like a real trip yeah i would love to hey Dude, this no. guy loves it he appreciates that it's hey, fun just watching Shasta, him, bro. I got as an indoor grower i think a lot of indoor growers envy outdoor growers because of just like nature yeah is. and you're stuck in these warehouses you're in a box inside of <laughs> another in box zone. all day uh, yeah and in a war zone usually <laughs> kindly bro you're tripping bro like, i know I'm, i know i did the outdoor but thing the grass bro. is always greener <laughs> i did the outdoor thing bro yeah. like that fuck bro the amount of work it is bro like the motherfucking the bags of soil do not move themselves bro like the degree of like lifting and like in the sun it's 110 degrees like all that shit is just like to speak on that, bro. Like also like definitely something that like not proud of, but like I definitely earned my fucking right to sit anywhere as far as like, like I did the outdoor thing, bro. Like, like two years ago, I fucking had a, I had 6,000 square feet of depths going like me Ooh. and the homie type shit. Not like I pull up in fucking nice clothes and throw money at people to do sh like, me and the homie, like, hauling soil, hauling this, yada. Like, there was no well, bro. We were hauling water up and down. Like, not oh, playing, God. bro. Like, really? Like, that's why I'm saying the when you're nine. tripping, like, 
I was like, like, and Biggs like, definitely didn't mean that. <laughs> no, I meant like my feet off and I got sandals on and I'm like yeah, spraying yeah. down a plant. You know what I'm saying? Especially <laughs> at these tickets, bro. Yeah, that's a little different, bro. No, this dude put more concrete slabs on the build out, man. Nah, nah, fucking nah. Take a skateboard down that thing. No, nah, but that garden, like I'm saying, I had 6,000 square feet. Yeah, it's a beautiful garden, bro. Like we rocked it all the way till damn near the end, bro. We were 10 days out. And fucking uh, the sheriffs came, bro, and just, they literally got a bobcat. They got a bobcat, bro, and turned it all into like a huge mound pile of dirt. Did like, they, for, was it first a chopper or they just pull up in trucks? Um, So like on the fucking gate, they left like the paperwork, which oh. like it has the picture of whenever they flew over. I don't know if it was a drone or a copter, you know what I'm saying? Cause they'd be doing both is what I'm, is what I know. So uh, I couldn't say if it was a drone or a copter, but we didn't directly like see one working there any day or whatever, but it had been like seven days beforehand. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, they fucking put it all into a big ass pile, bro. Like fuck, 10 days out, like shit was. So damn. first you get the notice on the. No, house. bro. You fucking pull up in the morning to go bring your water and there's a bunch of fucking cops with a trailer and a fucking bobcat in the back oh. and you know what's up. Like you, the, it, you, you know what the what? bobcat means, bro. That's heartbreaking. You just keep driving and you call the homie and you're like, hey, all that month, the six figures, like all that work, bro, that's just gone. Like it is what it is. Like we I didn't ever even went back up, bro. I didn't have the heart to do it, bro. But the homie went back up and like took pictures. I literally got the pictures, like I got that shit on my Instagram for anybody that wants to see the fucking before and after of what these people like will do to like a beautiful garden, bro. And then say, oh, the the weed people are out here polluting or causing messes and shit. Like everybody think back on the pictures you see in the gardens. And it's like, was that a fat mess or was that a garden that they hauled up to a fucking big pile and then took a picture? Said, look at this pile of trash. Like, bro, that was not, a, I didn't have no dirt, no, like no, no trash nowhere, bro. This shit was clean. Like took pride in it. You know what I'm saying? Like full irrigation system, like everything, bro. So they. They like all the PVC, like everything is all in a pile, bro. They didn't like, so it was fucked up for sure. And then you lose everything, your time, your oh, money, dude. you know, oh man, right at the end too, right before. That's why sometimes you'll hear guys like going up and cutting down in the middle of the night randomly. They don't really talk about like, let's just get this down and out, you know, like, especially if some shit, it's, it's crazy, especially with drones now drones changed everything because before yeah. you'd hear like we saw the copter it was overhead we realized they were gonna you know now it's you wouldn't even see a drone or hear no, it fly I had over. a fucking i like 10 minutes down the road bro i had a hundred outdoors like fucking huge bro like beautiful and fucking the helicopter starts circling and it's like a couple of days after my other shit got cut so i'm like all right what's it worth you know so fucking the helicopter circling we're out there with the machetes fucking cutting them down bro so like double l <laughs> they come in pairs or whatever it is bro it's a good lesson though huh yeah why well, fuck the outdoor for now yeah. until like i don't know like the whole like let's just send it and be scared all summer like fuck that ain't what i'm on no more after that you know that's how the original outdoor growers went inside though it's because they were catching so much. That's what I've heard is that they were, they had so much drama and heat on them that they were like, we got to take this indoors. You know, here we are. Yeah. It's my indoor weed for you guys. It's, no, it's true though, man. It's like, that's, yeah. that's the original path for a lot of guys. 
No, hundred percent. Well, especially it just it, it it all comes down to what area you're in. Sorry, it's fucking dab too. Get you a little dab or two. You yeah, know, I take a little well, dab. It's you crazy. Little, little honey banana. Let me get that doctor dabber. One I don't second. know, bro. In the specific area I'm in, like there's areas where you know there's ten thousand grows all in one spot. So my logic all summer is like, okay, they literally just drive over there, drive down the street. They could give out a fucking a hundred tickets in a day. But like my shit isolated where I'm at, nothing around me, like they're not going to spend the time. But like they took a day off, cut in a hundred a day and came to just cut my one per day. Like they took the time for me. So they caught me off guard with that shit. And it's at random, huh? Like neighbors or some neighbors get left, some don't. I don't know. The f- The only weird thing that happened was like the very beginning of the run, like like seven plants had just got like root uprooted from the fucking pots. It was like seven plants and it was just like hella weird. Like someone found it and just like, oh, I need seven plants this year or something. Or like they like just took it and were like, all right, let's wait to get these. Well, I don't know. Cause they want you to like spend all your fucking bread and get hella excited before they cut you. You know, they don't want to fucking they took do back. it when it's easy. Yeah, they take them back to the place. And they're like, how far until these guys finish? And he's like, seven weeks. We're like, all right, six weeks from now, we're going back up. Dead ass, bro. They, they got <laughs> me perfect. Fucked. Like I spent every dollar on nutrients that was to be spent. Like they got me good. Let's let's break them. (laughs) Every fucking and me, bro. Like the way I like to do shit, bro. We do it. We do it right, bro. So I was waking up at fucking three, (gasps) three fifty a.m. and going and putting the tarps on. You know, we we'll put the tarps on in the morning and then take them off at like ten a.m. in the day. Cause like all the people putting their tarps on at fucking six p.m. when it's a hundred degrees, like. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit on people, but you're doing it the lazy way. Interesting. Like you're, you're getting, it's getting hot up in that bitch for sure for a couple of hours. Like there's no way around it. The sun doesn't go down until 9, 9.30 up, up there in NorCal at, up you know, in the middle of the summer. You know what I'm saying? You hear what he's saying though? What? He would tell we'll me wake t- up at 3.50 a.m. That's what all go. the experienced people are pulling and tarps in the morning. Put the tarps like in said, the morning. You're not going to want, at the end of the day and shit, and it's, you know, yeah. hottest shit during and the summer. Humid, the most humid usually. It's 100 turns. degrees. You're putting the fucking yep. tarp on to like. Hell no. And you're sitting in there baking your weed for a couple of hours. Like that ain't it. No, but, great advice. I don't know. But it hurts more when you get cut when you're waking up at 350. So <laughs> <laughs> it hurts more, bro. What time are you going to sleep at that point? I mean. Eight o'clock. It just depends. Like it comes in phases, you know, like the transplanting and the hauling the soil, like. Who knows, bro? Like it's, it's like thirty-six hour work day type shit. Like it is what it shit is. Shit don't stop. Well, you don't ever plan for the shit accordingly. You're not like, oh, it takes this long to carry a bag of soil, so I need this many days. Like hell no, bro. Like you got a thousand bags of soil, now get them bitches up the hill, and you did not plan accordingly. So that's always one hundred percent how it is. Unless I don't know, maybe people are more organized than me, bro. But a lot of times too, with growing, just shit just happens. Like, you know, you think one thing, and it's like, oh, okay, now this isn't working like we thought. So, all right, now we got to go this way with it. So there is always it's constant work, no matter even if it's planned, planned for what's unexpected because that's coming too. You yeah, hundred percent. So, so what? So you so that that crazy shit happens, and the cops basically knock down two badass growth yeah nothing ever happened i never got like associated with nothing like that you know like there's a lot of grows up there that get cut so i'm not really too worried like talking about it Mm -hmm. as far as that you know just getting cut like whatever but um yeah nothing ever too far came from it which was a blessing for sure 
you know, fucking kept the lights going and shit. So that was part of like the risk reward, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you had dabbled at all in, in uh, like indoor lighting at all at that point? No, or was I've it- been doing indoor like my first. So I just started growing about uh, three years ago, like just coming on three years in March. So like my last, like my senior year going to nationals, the national tournament in wrestling, like that week, like I had transplanted my clones, like like built a little five light room. It's fucking hilarious, bro. A little 13 by 13, little shack in the backyard type shit with seven foot ceilings, you know, running HPS lights. So like seven feet HPS, the math already don't add up. So, um, but yeah, I grow some wedding cake. I like luckily just being up there, like I had met like a bunch of people, whatnot, like just started off like anybody, bro, just doing grunt work, you know, fucking working the sealer, you're the grunt type shit, you know, just getting down like that. And then, but you know, you meet growers, you meet people, yada, yada, yada. And as long as, you know, even if you're doing grunt work, if you're hella trustworthy every time, like there's only a natural progression to life. Like people will expect you to like be on to the next thing. They're not really going to hate on you if you were doing what you were doing hella good. So it's like just slowly just went up from there and just met part of the right people, you know, just being up there, you know, they're everywhere. So it's not like super hard, but luckily I met the right people because Reading is a funky spot. Like there's a lot of like funky ass, like white trash kind of people, bro, that be doing like just janky ass, like growing janky, like selling janky, like doing weird jacking people, whatever. Like there's that breed of people up there. But luckily I met like some real, like, you know, like one of the first homies where I seen his grow up in Hay Fork type shit. Like he fucking grew up up there. Like his parents built a little wood fucking, a wood, uh, what's it called? A cabin, little wood cabin and lived in that and, and started building the main house and like built that type, like, so like legacy people up there. So like I was blessed to meet like some of the right people. So they like taught me the right ways and shit, you know? And they told me like from the beginning, even my little five lighter, I was like, oh, well, what if I get this little AC or do this? Like, and they're like, no, bro. Like, you spend all the fucking money that needs to be spent and you do that shit fucking titties like A1, bro. And like, that's the only way to do it. Like, if you try to fuck around, you're just going to fuck yourself. So like, I had ended up like, got a mini split, got the right lights, you know, got the trays, got the fucking DU. So it's like, you know, definitely they, they hella blessed. I got on like, yeah, I had a homie give me some wedding cake clones which like can't fucking lose with wedding cake, bro. So, you know, they did me a solid for sure. Like I fucking, uh, my room was doing great, bro. My first run ever. Um, it was like week three of flower and some fucking assholes at the grow shop, like convinced me to like put a watering system in. So I ended up calling this dude fucking, uh, what's it called? Bare Roots in Reading. They still owe me apology for referring me to this dude. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Like, it was one of the dudes like, oh, this is my cousin or brother type shit. And like, they know, like, I'll tell them it's my first time growing, yada, yada, yada. So it's like, bro, whatever you give me, bro, you're the one with the grow store. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm just, I like, you know, I'm going to have open ears type shit, you know? So you're kind of vulnerable. So it's like, they said, they had this, they referred me to this dude. I call him, yada, yada, he comes to do the thing, to do my watering system, bro. And like, so firstly, like he kept fucking, uh, so the lights come on this time, turn on this time. Um, he kept like staying in there too late with like leave the fucking door open and just like working with a green light for hella hours. 
But reveg like finished it, and then like the day next day he, after he left, like my shit all reveg, bro. Like the curled leaves full, like the top started sprouting up and shit. And I was in like week four or something, you know, nugs and everything. And I was like, well, fuck, it's too late to like cut it. I'm just gonna see what happens, type shit. So um, good lessons learned. But dude, at the time it isn't. But but yeah. also on top of that, like this will put fucking. Uh, the type of valves he put are made for outside. So like they squirt water out of the top and shit. And they're in an indoor room. Like the most retarded shit ever. Like this fool like totally fucked me, bro. And like this is a like, big grocery store like right there. And like that was an official referral. Like this fool, it's Nick or something from Reading that be doing irrigation. And I fuck all that. But fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude's kicking the ground right now. Yeah, now nah, for sure, bro. Uh, did you let him know or what, bro? Oh, uh, bro, oh, I yeah. told him I was gonna smack the shit out of him if I see him, bro. But, oh, man, like, bro, you, nah, but, bro? you know, what I mean? so, <laughs> for real. Hey, the part oh, that fucks shit. me up is like, cause I'm open with these people. Like, this is the first time I'm ever growing weed. Like, oh, you're weak for a flower. Keep hand watering. Shut the fuck up. They hit a lick. Like that That's advice they, yeah. was hella faster than doing what you did. Like. But uh, yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation, and guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it, and guess what? There's a reason because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that preserving terps, and that's why we're here with Sunshine Facility Advisor, Facility Manager, overall the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas. Uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back we wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to grow versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace yo we're right here downtown la at the grow generation where the pros go to grow and if you didn't already know whether you come in store like us or you go shop online growgeneration.com use the code first smoke 10 and they're going to give you a 15 percent off your already discounted price make sure you come check it out come check out the drip hydro and everything else we appreciate you guys and you already know inside yo what's up first smoke family want to take a second to remind you guys we appreciate your support for hopping on the patreon it's patreon.com fsotd we got brand new shows that have been hitting they're exclusive to patreon you won't see them anywhere else make sure you get on patreon support the show join the family we got in-person events and much 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 more this is a real community and we show a lot of love and also shout out to dr dabber we got a lot of things we're about to unveil, a lot of things we're about to roll out. Go get you an excess. That's what me and Biggs are smoking on. We're smoking that excess, Dr. Dabber excess, and use code FSOTD for 15% off. DrDabber.com. We appreciate you guys. Peace. But so, lesson learned, so then you learn So I had to have that year. So he revenged my plants. I kept rocking it, bro. And I fucking, I don't know how, bro. Like by the grace of God, bro, I got 12 pounds out of a five light room, bro, after revenging. I was like, oh, none of the homies believe me. They're like, what? Like, 
This is a reversal. You actually have to thank them now. No, nah, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they stressed your plants out in such a good way that they your harvest I was I don't know, great. bro. Like, the tops <laughs> were all, like, little nug here, yada, yada, yada. But, like, it was wedding cake, bro. So it just yeah. was refused to go down without throwing down, you know? It did what it does. But uh, it was, like, 11 and a half weeks I let it go, so. Shout out Sea Junkie. Yeah, for yeah. real. He created a big wave with that one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people got some hate for Sea Junkie, but it's like, just do all that first, and then let's see what you got to say for sure. As he far as a, all that goes, he feels a lot of. I can only pockets. take it the when people start talking shit. It's like I can only take it serious if you're a player. Yeah, you know, because if you're not doing nothing at all and you're talking about, it, it's like, dude, you have no clue. You yeah. know, so it's all the work that he puts in, yeah. the work that his and team that's why I always say in. players respect other players in yeah. sports and shit and like whatever, like MMA, all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, yeah, they sure. understand the level of discipline and dedication and sacrifice it takes to like do something like create a strain like wedding cake or whatever the fuck, you know? Wedding cake, ice cream cake. I mean, jealous, shit. jealousy. Once you shit that like makes waves waves in the big market. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But but for a breeder, that's the goal. Yeah. Nah, for everybody to rock your shit till it's burnout, like that's the goal. It's it's the biggest wave of the whole year. Or like a ice cream cake was dope when it first hit, but yeah. It's like all the mediocre batches. Ice cream happens. cake up the hill. That's everything, though. Bro, the you can, you got to pass punch. down ice cream cake all day up the hill, bro, until you get to yeah. the good I'm telling you. It used to be the purple punch. It used to be the purple punch. Punch. Before that, cake. it was uh, green crack or blue dream. Hey, I've never seen something die quicker than Zuki's. Zuki's went quick, right? As far right? as indoor. Like, it was hot and then gone. And it's a good strain, too. That's what's weird. Like, when it's dialed in, it's a fucking good strain. I don't strain. even remember last time I saw Zuki's. Yeah. That's and a, it was like the same summer the ice cream cake that. drop. The same summer the ice cream cake drop, it was like everybody was growing at depths, indoor, everything. It was like on the same path as ice cream cake and then disappeared. Is, LC, is LCG the new uh, ice cream cake? For sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not just, outside, though. Not outdoor, though. What do you mean? I don't think. You don't think it'll go all the way outdoor? Like, it won't be the wave that big? I mean, you're starting to see stuff, but he knows, like, I, I would. I bet you would agree that it's more really ice cream cake than LCG. They say it's LCG, and it's really like a cake <laughs> Bro, or some shit. Everything, it's 90% of all weed is cake up there, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, wherever you're at, like, any ethnicity of greenhouse grower right now, like, it's ice cream cake. Yeah. For the most part, but no, nah, there's like under a hundred different assumed nah, but names. That's what makes it like easy because it's like when the runs come, I'm like, bet how much? Like I'm buying all of these, bro. Like because you already know it's gone, you know. That's dope, though. It's it's so interesting to see how when things hit and what they're growing up north because in like you know uh, it, they dictate so much of the production. It's it's always interesting. Yeah. Where, no, where did sure. it go for you when you got your indoor set up and? You finally got past this dude who screwed your irrigation up and got past that yeah, run. Yeah, so like, I found what? a, I got a real irrigation guy who set me up with a real little irrigation system right there in the five lighter, and then um, like obviously the five lighter never like put me in a position to do all that, but I did like rapidly expand from there, you know, um, without saying too much like as far as like exact anything like, you know, it did expand a lot from there. So I've had a lot of experience. In the last two years with like bigger rooms, you know, because I really only, dude, I had a five lighter for fucking, 
like little three runs <laughs> and then it went straight to you know like the double digits uh like uh like it was like pretty much a crash course as far as the indoor you know like my first like my first 30 lighter bro i fucking ran i pretty much did a phenol like i don't know coming from a five lighter to a 30 lighter and just saying fuck it like doing a phenol hunt bro it's like i just kind of been about like the culture and just kind of like trying to find my own shit bro and not try to like do the basic ass fucking mm -hmm. like get clones and fucking just grow what everybody else is growing like i've been trying to avoid that since like day one you know so like that pretty much like uh it wasn't too bad of an l you know i did all right i had like 40 different strains in there bro in a 30 lighter so it's like that you know not the smartest move if you're like really just looking at the money aspect of it but like the trop santo came from that hunt like the bubblegum biscotti came from that hunt the bubblegum biscotti gushers you know the big league true came from that hunt so it's like um from there yeah it was just a couple bigger rooms and then um but always hunting yeah always where, hunting pretty much seeds from we'll talk about those seeds the canarado was the bubblegum biscotti gushers was canarado and then oni seeds was the trap santo those was like my first season canarado for sure yeah no like those are definitely like some good uh, good hash strains like the bubblegum biscotti gushers i'm gonna keep around for sure it dumped pretty hard and it's got like a really unique turpo turp profile mm -hmm. um so like that's cool to just find like on the quickness you know and i had this this banana can is from ronin seeds but it, it ended up being like a herm it didn't hurt the first time but then every time after that i tried to grow it, it was a herm but it was like modified banana cushions and it was like the nastiest like banana gmo like disgusting i loved it under leds or no no nah, hps, HPS yeah. time. I, I don't really have any experience cushman's wants to throw herm once LEDs. in a while i had issues with the same plan i've had a bunch of friends who had issues with that strain where like sometimes it's real finicky it will want to like the cushman something about the cushman's in it yeah i had sure. hit up ronin seeds about it and they said the banana burger they or the modified banana they were like not doing that cross no more because i had like some issues or whatever but nah, i wasn't mad about it stuff. bro it was only like a 12 pack so you, i mean you do what you gotta do find what you gotta find it's like for 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 me like seeds is like looking for gold like you might go through hundreds yeah. of bullshit but if you find that one thing it was all worth it i don't care like you said like oh there's herms and stuff i've heard guys like would grow low-key where he was like we went through the whole what was it three c or the whole pack and only one of them was not a herm and that was like an absolute banger you know you hear yeah. these stories where it's like it all you need is that one shit. yeah the heavy yeah. fog yeah it's interesting and you just keep hunting trying to find but that the trop santo you got over there is like you, absolutely gorgeous what do you feel about uh you know finding a keeper for washing with hash and then and then doing it in depth or something and uh, making rosin out of that like no, what do you I'd feel about like it. uh the rosin that's coming out of these greenhouses versus indoor i don't really know the difference too much like my main homie that like I grew up with, you know, shout out to homie Chris. He'd be dabbing his ass off, fucking convulsing, curling up into a ball every time and shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, he really is adamant. Like, he likes the indoor rosin, bro. Like, you don't yeah. fuck with the outdoor rosin. Yeah. Like, he'll tell the difference and, like, he'll ask, like, oh, it's outdoor. But, yep. Like, I, cause I keep hearing people say on the podcast too, on your guys' stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, that's bad. Outdoor, full sun, blah, blah. And I'll tell him, and he's like, that's cap, whatever. Like, yeah. that's how he feels about it. 
That's why I ask, yeah. So really, I only have my own personal watching experience, like from this, you know? Yeah. From my so you've indoor. only done your indoor, yeah. But like my personal homie that I would call and ask about some rosin, bro, he like, he says the indoors reign supreme still. Makes sense. I have a hard time believing sometimes that like, so the flower doesn't look as good, but <laughs> or smoke but the red or smoke is good but the resin's better okay what? but that but everyone's got an opinion that's what's cool about weed yeah. is that like yeah everyone has their take their experience their strain their you know like it's such a small craft niche thing for each person that everyone has a specific focus but yeah it is tough because like i don't smoke greenhouse or outdoor i have but that's not my preference indoors my preference and then if you actually take a plant outside and wash it in the water and you see all the different shit that floats up but you know random shit that floats up because it's outside it's tough to then be like and then that's gonna make even better resin than in that science lab over there that was a half a million dollars yeah you know it's like it, it is in, it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic like growing myself and looking at the trichome heads like on the finished product or even right before it's finished like I don't know, just visually, I'd be like, it's a no-brainer that this is going to be way better than that. Like, just looking at the heads or whatever. But, you know, it depends how good your greenhouse is. Like, that's a huge part. Like, just outdoor, you know, you're going to get the rain you didn't expect. Like, it's going to get rained on. So you're telling me this rained on one is as good as, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not the expert in that, but. I don't yeah. know. My homie do be getting mad, bro. But everybody's like, <laughs> it's oh, passion. the sun grown, the sun grown. <laughs> And I like how pa it's it's a passionate conversation. It really it goes back and forth, you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You, you you feel you're ever indoor for you only moving forward or what? Um, yeah, I mean, if I I love doing like it's a lot of work, it's a lot of shitty work. But if you were to have like a nice flat spot, you could like drive into like it, there's a wide nice range, bro, wide range. Like my first ever greenhouse, I actually did do a depth run and I pulled it off. It was like three thousand square feet. Um, uh, like way up north like damn near in oregon bro but it was an old fucking mining property bro like i had to have excavation people come and like widen the road just to be able to get a truck up there and then like dig into this fucking granite cliff to like create a little bit of a flat spot for just enough and my homie was like driving up there with the water like it was pretty much like his idea to begin with and like i just somehow made it work type shit but it was a terrible idea but no it worked like made enough money you know like not like crazy yields but to pull it off in the situation is pretty wild it's crazy how much work's so getting like, put in under the canopy of those trees yeah or there's on the a sides huge, of those mountains. huge range bro like yep if you could drive up to your greenhouse and throw the soil literally that is like potentially days of work difference from oh i gotta pull up to this hill and run the soil up like that's a huge difference so if it was like a cool situation, bro, like some nice greenhouses, you know, flat land, you know, a well, <laughs> all the spoiled stuff. Like I'd like greenhouse for sure, bro. And like the greenhouse that I have grown, it was it was stupid ass fire, bro. Like, I don't know. I just put my all into everything, you know. So mm -hmm. like the best ones I had, I didn't even get to harvest. So I can't sit here and talk about it too much. But like it, it was fire, bro. Like I got the pictures on, as on far some as that the, goes on some of the new strains you're you're working on you're growing right now what 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 are the what are your favorites what are you most excited about so um talking about seed junkie i actually uh, had my boy wait all night in line when he did that jealousy bx1 seed drop um so i had got four packs of that 
fucking like $600 a pack or whatever. Fucking good work ain't cheap, right? But uh, yeah, I got four packs of that and then I popped all of them. So it was like 48 phenos and we ended up with like 45 probably after like just the ones that didn't germinate quite right. And um, I hounded all those and I got down to four and I'm now running like five lights to each of the four. So like I'm working on like narrowing that down to like one or two, you know, but like that's what I got coming and I'm like super excited about it. Bro. Like I got a homie where I blessed him with some cuts and he's like a couple weeks ahead of me. It's like just looking A1, bro, like for sure. It was like a homie that fucking, uh, you know, he's got like six lights and fucking uh, he was just having problems, just kind of concentrating on the yield too much, you know? Like, just kind of trying to push them too hard, yada, yada, and the batches hadn't been coming out right. And I told him, bro, like, I got these cuts for you, and, like, you know, just, like, I know you can do your thing, bro. Just literally, like, just tune your focus, bro, to, like, I'm trying to grow fire, not, like, how much can I grow, you know? So, like, turned his lights down a little bit, yada, yada, and, you know, he's in, like, week eight about to pull, and it's, like, day and night difference from the last couple of runs, bro. Just, like, just kind of even having the mindset, bro. Like, if I'm not going for yield this time, I'm going for the fire. Like, just seeing him change his mindset. Like, I literally saw the product. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, that's but, that's dope of you, man. Put him on game and like help out, kind of change his mindset. Cause sometimes it takes that to kind of get outside yourself. Yeah. This homie literally taught me how to top my plants, bro. So it's like, you know, to just like, obviously he did it himself. I don't take any credit, but I was just like, yo, maybe fucking. Switch the focus up. Just that little shit. And for him to take the mindset up, it's like game changer right there, bro. For anybody that is struggling with like, you know, maybe you got a little bit more weed than your homies, but you're always fucking struggling to sell it. Like, that's not the move, bro. To like call your friends and say how good your yield was. Like, you just need the fire shit right now, bro. Like, that's what it is. And a lot of, some old school growers are having a problem with that, bro. Like for sure, from what I've seen. Yeah, they don't want to take the prices offered because they grew for yield yeah and the quality shows you know yeah it kind of goes because you're right you're either going for one or the other i don't think there is both as many is all the at least all the strains that i personally like are known for being non-yielding for the most part you know most exotics are high-end strains yeah not many are throwing down like that throughout history yeah, no, nah, we've can, never, we are, I can, I've never been a part of it. Yeah, we can name 10 or 12 strains through our, through careers that, Sprite. presidential Kush. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All, I, all, smell, like all the, all the candy strains, all that shit. Yeah. Anything know, super, you know, Skittles. And, I, and what's funny is I think the better it yields, me personally, I'm, I look at it as like, you know, it's uh, not my preference to smoke as much it's interesting how there's there is a correlation where like the like oh, look, yeah. at, look at me because they're like oh yeah that one throws down i'm smoking it and i'm like yeah this isn't as good as the other one that you said didn't throw yeah, down nobody's smoking you know? like like gushments right now everybody's got some gushments and nobody's asking for gushments <laughs> yeah the mints to me were never that was a miss you know yeah it's like nah, it, nah it, I don't, i've never been no a flavor huge, i no just flavor. maybe i haven't had the batch but i'm not a cushman's guy myself at all like really certain waves too miss me as well i i'm like uh, you know I, I do like the ogs but i'm very picky about which ogs like 
Like some people are just an OG smoker. I'm like, no, there's like three different versions of OGs, if not two. Yeah, I like and, like the piney gassy ones, not so much the earthy mm-hmm. ones. And the, I don't like, like the sweet ones either. Skywalker. They're kind of sweet. What about Skywalker? It's a good gassy one. I like Skywalker a lot. The names have been switched around so much. I used to be hunting down this drink called Fire OG, and then I seen three or four that I'm like, oh, this isn't. So I must have just seen a random pack. Someone wrote Fire OG on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was so gassy when you would smell it, it would burn your nostrils every time. Like oh, yeah. burn your nostrils. No, that's what I remember from like a couple Skywalker OG batches. Yeah. Like that burn your nostril fucking. Oh, yeah. Those ones are out there. Yeah. What'd yeah, you I roll up right there? Um, just more of the fucking cam with some of the fucking, uh, I think, rainbow belts from the homie right here. Oh, so. shit. Yo, yeah, man. I like mixing shit. Yeah, I'll be mixing Creating shit. Creating your own little sure, joint bro. flavors and you shit. You get some right? Skittles, you throw a little cam in it, bro. It's a different. Bro. Throw a little gas in that bitch. Come on, man. Come on. You got to cut Z with everything. Yeah. For real. I mean, in flower form, it's just, to just, me, it's still superior. Like, yeah. And I'm happy to say I've been fucking smoking batches of indoor Z since about, you know, 2015 for sure. That's fucking wild, bro. From I was Skittles late. Crew. I was late, huh? bro. From Skittles Crew. Not even. from my homie Royal Budline. Oh, Royal Budline. Yeah, he does a yeah, great. dog out of Arcadia. Yeah, fire. Dude, he grows some great weed too. Man, I'm always <laughs> blown away by his Dosido and Gelato, the Delato. <laughs> Dosido's fire, crazy. bro. Yeah. yeah Dude, I haven't seen a good batch of that in a while. Nah, I don't know what the fuck happened to all that. I don't think. Know, which one? Dosido? Yeah, that. The, even the Dolato, like it all got phased out. It just wasn't the same. It's tough these days because like now you got to think 10 years back. So you got anything that you're like, like right now, right? LCG is about to be the wave or like, let's say certain strains maybe that people now 10 years from now are going to be like, whatever happened to uh, Runts? And no one's going to have the cut because it got burnt so hard, right? It's the same with certain other strains. And, but people want it back. So now growers like you have to figure to it out. Purple Punch right now. Yeah. It's kind of like the very difficult. Cut. It would be hard. You got to go to Oregon. Oh, the real Purple Punch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go up the hill, dog. <laughs> go see Bill. He's got him in depth. That's funny. It's true, though. And, you know, I mean, dude. Not like when cookies, when cookies blew up. Yeah, where like are you going to get a cookie cut right Girl now? Scout cookies. That's the real cookie cut. There's so many weird ass batches. Cookies ain't growing cookies. Animal or forum? Huh? Animal I got. Which one? Forum? (laughs) The forum one, bro. (laughs) This fucking guy. No, Uh, but the forum's very difficult to find. This is the same thing with sour diesel. We just had this huge (laughs) talk about this that most, how you're going to find a good forum cookie cut is you're going to have a breeding project from 10 years ago and you held the seeds and it's forum time something and you're going to find something that's you know that that because other than that there might be a few people that held that down because that's a special cut but it's give it five years from now yeah it will be tough to find certain strains like that there'd be like a lot of weird batches of it at the end of its little heyday like you go to the trap clinic it's like burners cookies and it's like the worst cookies that kind of ruined it for everybody for sure yeah they play it out i mean that's the that's the problem with the market yeah no that's why you could just play out a name people will be like oh it's zope that's zushi i'm like no it's not Mm mm-hmm Oh, I hate that they're doing that now. Yeah, I'm just like, and they know giving it to me too. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I, I had that, uh, you know, uh, this past weekend where the homie's like, they're calling it Zo. I looked at it, I was like, bro, this ain't Zo. It's the like, same with that Zushi, like you're saying. It's and another strain. It's more like, uh, maybe like a Jealousy Cross or some shit, but it definitely wasn't Zo. It's far from Zo. If yeah. you're not breeding with the Zushi that we know is Zushi from Team 10, you can't call you can't call it sushi. Like I don't care what you know, it just isn't. And it's it'd be like you saying, 
RS11. And then it's it's like some other thing that you called RS11 that's kind of like the strain. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's like, please stop doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like please. I don't I never get that part of it where I'm starting to see Zushi pop up and I'm like, nah, because the crew that holds that down holds it down so tight that I know it's all just lies. Like them dudes, it would have been out by now. Cause that yeah. thing's been at like, yeah, it's interesting where the weed game goes. That's why, like, with you, a lot of your stuff, man, with that cam and stuff, I really like that you're doing your own thing. All those strains yeah. are all your own. You're like, you, you do your original. own thing with them. Yeah. Yeah. I and didn't you're smoking it with your, you, your friends, your boy, yeah. and, and deciding, like, yeah, that one. Yeah. No, or no, nah, sure. we got to get rid of that one. You're keeping it real with yourself, too, about like, you could just, the for, first seed you pop, be like, all right, this is it. No, I just did a room with some fucking, uh, <laughs> The different nutrient line. Which one? Uh, no comment, bro. Because anything went wrong. You know, my first round with it. That's my fault. So I have no right even saying what it was. Or, but uh, like, yeah, I shit wasn't smoking, bro. It's not dropping with my bags. It's not like, yo, the homie grew this. Like, you want them? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah, bro. Like, I definitely stand on it. Like, you know what I mean? I'll take that L before I start tarnishing my brand. You know. Which nutrient line was it, man? And bro, it don't really matter, bro. It was, uh, it was like you some, got me you know, curious. Got What's the first of, letter start with, bro? It really <laughs> this guy, nah, this guy, bro, something like, we know about or no? No, nah, bro. Like a lot of people are starting to homemade use it. recipe. You know, I had got like some free samples to try out. You know, mm -hmm. Ooh, I think I was just, I think I was running the EC a little too high, bro. So I take it on the chest, like fully, like me, like. I'll say but second this is the time first it's time. gotta work, and if not, then I would blame exactly. Him. Yeah. Bro. So like, I'm not even gonna. Who can afford that though? You know, it's like holy shit. Nah, that's like, why when people I say I would have rather paid for the nutrients and not have that happen. Well, but. or <laughs> that's when companies like the biggest thing in nutrients is like, oh, hey, so someone sponsored your run and fucking. Well, I had got a bunch of free samples, which was like, hell yeah, free samples for show, and like. I don't know. It's not anybody's fault but mine as far as the batch not smoking. But Nutrients is the scariest thing to change. Your feeding schedule. Yeah. That'd be like that. You know, it's, it's your diet. It's everything. Right. And then the second thing is, I would say the scariest thing is your lighting now. Like it looks stupid ass fire, like stupid fire, but I didn't taper correctly. I was just running too high or whatever. And it's just not smoking, bro. That's it's got to be smoking. Bad. But it was like a small batch, you know, because I was doing a fat pheno hunt. So, like, I didn't stop with the jealousy, you know. I just popped, like, I did, like, 140 beans, you know, Ooh. just now. So, it's, like, a pretty decent-sized room, bro. And I did, like, half the fucking room in, with the pheno hunt. Like, just fuck it. So, it was, like, uh, especially with the tickets down, it's, like, if you're not going to take that big of an elephant, like, now's the time, I guess. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of herms, bro. I ended up with, like, 80-something phenos at the end, you know. Like a lot of herms, bro. But like you said, as far as like at like in the beginning, I was a little butthurt. Like the people that bred it is the the bean fiends, you know, like Mobile J and Mitt Master. I had like got a bunch of packs from them, and uh, like I had a pretty high herm rate, bro. And I was a little upset, you know. I had, like DM'd them and whatnot, like nothing crazy, like weird, nothing. But yeah, I was like, yo, like what the hell, you know? And then. Um, but by the end of the hunt, I'm like, yo, fuck it. Shout out to that shit's fire. <laughs> you know, because I had quite a bit of herms too, bro. Like, it was their first drop ever with seeds. So it's like, I'm not super surprised, you know. Like, super beef crosses? Is that what it was? Nah, I, I, nah that ain't Something me, different. I like my okay. gas, bro. I probably okay. wouldn't be popping that. Um, it was, uh, I had three packs of cherry sherb. It was a 
sherb cake crossed with uh, a trap cherry. So I got like some wild ass terps that came off of those ones. And then um, I had a hot mess pack, garlic cocktail sherb cake. And then I had uh, pressure pie, sherb cream pie crossed with sherb cake. Like some of the like gassiest gas I've had as far as like not an OG, you know? And then, um, man, what else? I did pop some strawberry fritter S1s from Raw Genetics. Um, How'd those come out? Fire as far as like hash weed, you know? Like the it was a little too fritter. For, not, well, it was like super, it smells like strawberry lemonade, but like without the lemonade, you know, just like a strawberry, like it's trippy, bro. Like super nice terps. They're going to translate to hash, I feel like. And, uh, <laughs> but not something I'm going to sit there and smoke. Yeah, that was definitely like a hash strain for sure. Heavy hash strain. I saw a lot of strawberry come off of that uh, yeah. rosin wise. So I'm excited for those phenos as far as rosin, bro. That shit's going to be stupid. Like straight strawberry terps. Like we'll see how it comes out, you know, when it actually washes. But like I just finished that hunt. And then uh, actually the other day at you guys' party, bro, I had a, I met Doja Pack and I was uh, just telling him how I pop seeds, yada, yada. And um, I don't know, bro. He just seen the fucking, the light of my eyes when I was talking about seeds or whatever it was. He's like, oh, you pop beans? And then uh, he pulled out this pack of seeds. He had like hella seeds with him and shit. And uh, I seen some RS11 crosses, whatever. And then uh, I seen like a ZBX2. And I like, knowing how hot the Z is, I was like, bro, what's up with that? Like, and then uh, he's like, oh, I'll give you some seeds, bro. Like if you have something to put them in. So I grabbed one of my jars with the weed. I poured it in my hand, gave it to me. Here's <laughs> right here, bro. <laughs> like, you know, and then uh, he poured some in, whatever. And then uh, he just looked at me. He's like, you know what, bro? He's like, just make sure I, if you find a fire ash keeper, like you let me know, you know? And he fucking poured all the seeds in my jar, bro. Like a hundred seeds of ZBX2. So like, I didn't want to pop him yesterday and then have to like drive down here and something happens. So like later when I get back home, like, tomorrow type shit like like going to the paper towel bro like so on top of what i just hunted bro like that's coming and like my boy fucking um probably not like just the hype nature of the seed drop and shit i probably wouldn't have bought him myself but like the burner like seed to sale uh when he did the album release with the seeds right there um i had a homie a shout out to him one of one exotics in uh, tucson <coughs> He uh he had his homies go and uh pull up and grab the seed. He did that with with Bodie, right? Yeah, the Bodie. Bodie I'm sure it's uh, something special. So we had like four packs or something like. Yeah, I just haven't ran Bodie's that's gear. Some, that's that that's heading in the right direction. I mean, and fucking shout out to Doja, man, and and shout out to you because you're not a hater. Yeah, like you're man. a real dude, and like you do what you say and shit, and I can back that up. You've always like. You're a good dude, you know what I mean? Since I've we've known you and you've seen met us through this project and stuff, and it's like, you know, so shout out to you, man, for not, you know, for being genuine yeah, with your I actions and shit. It, and that's why you're getting blessed and that's why you're seeing results and that's why you got your shit on the table here and we're doing this episode for yeah, real. Yeah. I mean, the industry I come from, bro, you talk shit, whether it's internet, anything, like you will literally get beat up. Like these people will beat you up, bro. <laughs> so like I you know, that ain't me. It's not how no, I, grew I think, up, bro. I think when you're a, a fighter or you do some type of mixed mark or anything like that physical, you respect other men differently. Oh, 100 percent Because you've been fucking slammed and your oh, ass yeah, beat. Yeah. And it's sure. just like, yo, 
That shit hits different. You know, no, you, you get, get a group of MMA Ooh. fighters together. Everybody's chill as fuck, like quiet. Like, what? even if you get into a fight, like you're going to sit there and fight for 15 minutes until everybody's got like broken arms and shit. Like people that know how to fight don't want to fight. Like, hell no. You know what I'm saying? So just being a hater ain't fucking good for your body. No, but that's, that's dope. Though. Something's going to come from those seeds for sure. Yeah, nah, bro. I was so juiced, sure. bro. Like try not to be a fanboy. You know, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, people don't realize the level of curation that my brother Doja's got on this nah, game, like, man. I've real. heard this, that, and the other. His you tentacles know? stretch deep. He comes off as like a very trapper character, like a yeah, med most media, yada, yada. <laughs> but when I actually talked to him, bro, and he started talking about the genetics and like this cross, that cross, this, yada, like he knew what he was talking about, bro. And like immediate passion, like immediate, like I told him I pop beans. Oh, you pop beans and shit? I was telling him I do the pheno hunts, yada, yada. And like, yeah, bro, I fucking take the L's and do the phenols, you know? Like, one of yeah, the most passionate just, curators out there, man. No, nah, he is about someone it, to look up to yeah. for any he brand. He knows his shit. He knows yeah. good weed. He's always got good weed around. Like, yeah, I've heard always. people talk shit from the sidelines, you know, but when you actually yeah. meet the Not dude, none it's of the like, real players, though. Like, bro, if you actually know your shit and you actually talk to this fool about some shit like that, like, you know he's about it. Like, you got to be stupid to, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not You're super right. fanboy, but just like, just meeting him, like, you know, if like you talk shit on them around me, you got to go through me first, whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, you meet all these guys. We felt the same way about Sherbinsky, man. We we meet him and I'm like, man, it's like, dude, like someone to look up to. Like, man, this dude's put together. He's badass. He's a great guy. He looks you right in your eyes. He talks. Another guy. Shows up, does what he says. Yeah. Just solid you know, as they like come. A real, some real brotherhood shit. Yep. Some man shit, though. Most importantly. Yeah. Not on no, you know. So, but yeah, man, fucking, where does it go from here, bro? What What's the next moves? What's the next plays? I mean, we just got talking talking about those seeds. That's going to be dope. It's just know? fire drops, bro. Like, I'm just focusing on the garden. Like, the jealousy's looking really fire, you know? So just, you know, I'm still young in the grow game. So just trying to make every batch better than the last one, you know? I definitely want to, like, hone in on a couple things, you know, and just focus on that and try to just try to keep doing fire drops and getting the name out there, like, the whole point of the brand is for people to like when they get a fire ass batch from me i don't want it to just be lost in the wind you know like some batch from whoever wherever like that was my shit and you smoked it bro so you know i try not to drop anything that i wouldn't want to smoke you know i want like people to fuck with it and be like a fan for life type of thing definitely like for sure that's curate life. that keeper man you're yeah. hunting those keepers down find that find those few keepers and put them in mode full production i know that but that some of these hash strains are for sure winning hash strains like that bazooka joe the trop santo the what's the other one that you what are the other um, two um i have the grapes and cream and the maroon baboon bro honestly bro i killed the maroon baboon it uh in flower it just smelled too much like ice cream cake bro so i killed it, it smells great in hash <laughs> it's crazy like it was that, like isn't it? 80 percent too close to ice cream cake and it got like the chop what is it big league breath big league chew big league chew. That's the, big league chew i like that I it was like really that. it was bubble gush was like the name mm -hmm. of the seeds from canarado but i don't know bro i thought I, that was a cooler name so you shout out canarado <laughs> man one of the best Hell players yeah. in the game for sure OG. yeah yeah super og yeah i was shit, like man. looking at the lineage and i was like oh shit I, almost every three of the four were all like canarado like, any advice for people that want to start and like want to get them a five lighter going have another source of income that's like the number one thing bro like so if don't you get your job 
If you get caught up right now, like needing the money for your run, you will get eaten alive. Like, like I will eat you alive. I need the money on those packs. Like, you do not get desperate, you know? So, like, do not just, oh, I have this packs and this is going to pay for my next run and my food. And, like, because not only do you have to sell it, like, like you're now rushed to sell it, bro. So, you can't hold your ground. You're not going to have weed for three months. Why are you trying to sell your weed in a week? You know what I'm saying? Like, it definitely has its period where it needs to be sold, but it's not a week. It's not two days. It's not, oh, my lights are going to turn off. I need to sell it right now. Like, that shouldn't be your period. So you need a different way to make money for sure. And then, like, finding the right person and listening to, like, one person, you know? Like, you'll fuck yourself trying to, like, hella listen to hella people. That part. Right? Like, I went, like, because I already had good people to listen to for the most part. So even like going to the grocery store and asking for help, like it really just hurt me as you guys heard from the like fucking a bunch of you know, dudes. If you got a good one. grower, like I don't know, bro. People like people at the grocery store can help, but then at the same time it's like especially a couple years ago, it's like how much money you make selling weed? It's like, do you have to work at the grocery store as an employee? Like just do the math in your head, bro. Like Sometimes, you know, like not everybody, bro. I'm not talking shit, but like you got to take it with a grain of salt. Like, like I know price is a little rough now, but two years ago they were not rough. You're growing enough weed, like unless it's like the owner of the grocery store or something like that. Like, you know, they don't really need to work there if they're throwing down in the garden. For sometimes, you know, like not to speak generally. So it's one source of information. That's why we're coming out with the Grow Your Own Show with Big. Yeah, find it. Blackly. This is always, I tell people DM me all the time and say that. They ask me like, hey, any advice? And the thing I always come back with is find a grower that you look up to, that you think does it the right way that other people look up to and make yourself of service, of use. <laughs> yeah. He will end up being like, yeah, because uh, every grower that's that's trying to juggle a phenomenal grow needs help and needs extra help. So if you can somehow lend a hand, you'll get in there close enough to where there will be an exchange of information. If you're a good person, you will make yourself of service. And he's going to be like, yeah, you can do that for me, bro. See if you can get that done. And there's going to be that opening. It just might take a while <laughs> when you get that opening, then you start that relationship. And if you're a good person, you can build that relationship with another good grower. And they're usually an open book. Most guys, if you're a good person and we're friends or you're friends after six months to a year, the guy's going to be like, this is what you do and you need to do that. And here's the cuts and <laughs> let's get you going. Yeah. You know, it, it always is. You just, it's Jimmy Iovine statement, make your self of service or of use it always it takes time and it's the long road but it will work out like yep. not no 100 like i got help quick you know it's like i was like the young buck so it's like i could move people shit and stuff so they'll help me out with the girl advice you know get a relationship going so for sure solid advice bro you're yeah. a solid dude your future's bright i can tell you got grit drive motivation where can they find um, you yeah where can where can everyone find you telegram up the hill exclusive you know if you're cool enough maybe i'll send you the menu link you know what i'm saying but uh what instagram, about instagram yeah instagram up the hill exclusive um you know we got all the clothing coming for sure uh we don't smoke mids.com so like that's part of the that's like my main part of the branding and i think it's a good time right now with the way people are feeling about having mids shoved down their throat over and over again the last couple of years you know like it's a good time for me to like kind of stand on it and like more than just a brand it's like a movement bro people are tired of the mids they really are like you go around the country bro like 
I'm out there, like I'm talking to random ass people, like they're like, man, I can't get no good weed. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Like it's so like it is cheap, but it is hard to find good weed, bro. It's like a struggle. Like if you go to Oklahoma, bro, like I'll be in Oklahoma, like OKC Ooh. or Tulsa, bro. <laughs> like, oh my God, bro. If you run out of weed, they while swear you're there, they got it though. If you run out of weed, <laughs> hey bro, man, look at this one. <laughs> while you like if you run out of weed on your trip, like your fucking shit gets extended a couple of days. It's immediately like, fuck. You're smoking hay or corn. Bro, like, yeah. you go to the dispensaries yeah. out there. Not that no, people I'll aren't growing fire here and there. Yes. But you go to the dispensaries out there, and they have, like, a cap. They're like, no, no, no. $20 an eighth is our cap. We don't have good weed. Like, we don't have it. Like, that is, you drive around, $25 Holy an shit. eighth is the cap. I'm good on that. That's the issue with, with, like, the cannabis industry as a whole right now, is that that model. We're just going to grow a lot of something. Well, look, let's get out the boutique. Let's go yep. high end. Let's go. Let's go small batch and make it pop. You know, maybe maybe one day you'll get to the thousand dollar ounce. <laughs> it's dope, dude. Hey, no I'm one, no you. one's got me to buy a thousand dollar ounce yet. Not Maybe yet, someone will get me. Listen, I need to try the greasy I got something shit. for you. I need we to try greasy. No, we, did we did it for content purposes for for education. We had already talked to me. We met up at the grow store and we're talking the other day and and I was telling we were telling her talking about thousand dollar ounces and he and convinced was, me out of it. He's like, don't do it, bro. Well, yeah. he was like, he's like, grab me one. Yeah, and I'm like, well, they come in two ounce jars. He's like, grab me one, and, you know. And I'm like, and we were like going back and forth this and that. And I was like, man, I just felt bad, yeah. bro. I felt bad. You'd have been he's a grower. No, nah, yeah. I think the elephants growth though. No, nah, yeah, yeah, so that's good. It's I've good. heard that's the Kush one. Living, the up, good, living up, to He's got it. great batches. Yeah, you know, the whole is it worth a thousand an ounce? That's a whole another to- topic. You know, I think what is it, eight hundred? Is it or something? No, Kush Clinic thousand an ounce. Right. So yeah, but yeah. You know, really from a home, yeah, yeah. But the forty-one smoking, I like that. one. I like that one a lot. I like it a lot. The OGs a lot. I I like that a lot. He's like a it's one grower. of the only real OGs out here. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, not hating on that, but uh, when you say a thousand dollars an ounce, for some reason, everyone gets pissed off, and it's just funny <laughs> to me. It's just funny. Like it doesn't bother me personally no, that me much because, like, I. You know, I, I can participate when I want. You yeah. know, it's novelty to me. No, but like mad. for a lot of people, they're like, what the fuck? That's why I think I bring it up what, sometimes. Especially it right now with the prices up. and shit. Yeah, yeah. People are getting a yeah. thousand a pound. Yeah. Don't insult me. Getting a or thousand less. zip. They're like, yeah. Huh? Yeah, let's not talk about and that. Shit's funny as fuck, so. Yeah. Shit. Oh, man. Yeah, the guys up north. Woo. Yeah. Where we were talking about $20 East in Oklahoma. Yeah, dude, rough. It's I'd an rather... interesting industry. I'll give it that. There's there's nothing else like it. People try to compare it to alcohol or they'll compare it to pharmacy or this. It's like, nothing no, it's like so it. di- craft beer. It's like, no, it's very different. Not even close. Yeah. You can't like just scale it like that, bro. You can't, bro. It'll, the plant will reject you. <laughs> it just does every time, bro. Like 100%. Yeah. Well, well, I'm ready man. to go up the hill. Yeah, for sure. Let's fucking go see Bill. Come kick it at the ranch, bro. I'll show you guys what's up. That'd be fun. Yeah, no, for sure. We got to bring L up the hill, man. Black Leaf. Yep. He thrives. He's going to take his shoes off and, you know. Yeah, not when it's 110. He's going to be like, put his toes in the soil. Yep. (laughs) Not the sand. The soil. Go grounding. 
Yeah. 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 I got a little bit of that up in me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, shit, man. Smoke some hash. Exclusive. We're about to take a dab. Yep. Let's go. We appreciate it, man. We're out of here. First smoke of the day. Don't smoke this. We don't, don't smoke, smoke this. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the DiamondMine.LA, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the DiamondMine.LA, and we're going to offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter, and see if you can rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The DiamondMine.LA, powered by Blackleaf.